Welcome to Heart of Wild. I'm Daniel Wild, and through this intro, I'm going to tell you who I am, what this podcast is about, and why I'm doing this. Let's start off with who I am. Like I said, my name is Daniel. I'm a Texan in my late 20s. I'm an unbinary trans man, and I'm pansexual. What this podcast is about is my struggle and experiences with depression and anxiety, as well as my LGBTQ plus experiences as a person of color. Why is it important that I use personal color? Well, that's exactly why I'm recording this. When I first started questioning my gender and my sexuality, and struggling with depression and anxiety, I started reaching out looking for other people like me who were going through the same things or similar issues. And yeah, there are stories out there all the time about depression, about anxiety, you know, about LGBTQ+. But not too many people who look like me who have my cultural background. And I can't really identify with someone who doesn't really have that same background. I'm not saying it's not impossible. Of course it's possible. But it's a little harder for me to really reach out and, and seek the things I need when someone just really can't understand. So I needed some POC voices. And I couldn't really find any. So I figured, you know what? I can lend my voice. I can share my experiences, my ups and downs, my adventure. And maybe someone else who's searching can find my voice and realize, okay, I'm not alone. And that's what Heart of Wild is going to be about. My mental health and LGBTQ plus issues. But before I get into my the rest of episode one... I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, I will be speaking about dysphoria. This isn't for this episode, of course. This is for other episodes. But when it comes to LGBTQ plus issues, I will be speaking about dysphoria. Um, I want to also say that obviously, obviously, I'm not a licensed profession. This is not a guide to help you get through your particular situation. I'm simply sharing my experiences and what I went through, you know, Um. So I don't want anyone looking to me and go, you know what? That's exactly what I need to do. No, I'm simply just, you know, sharing my story. Thank you for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of episode one. For episode one, I want to speak about emotional blackmail. It's a it's a pretty heavy topic for myself because I uh, it's something that I still have to deal with to this day. For those who don't know what emotional blackmail is, it's when someone uses your feelings about them as leverage to get their way. This happened to me two years ago with someone I was with. Um, this happened about. Three to four times, actually. Um, it was done in a threatening way. Basically, what happened was they threatened to harm themselves if I tried to leave. Because I wasn't happy with the relationship. Um, to break down the situation, I wanted to share my mental health with my partner. And let them know, hey, this is what's going on in my life. Because my mental health is a huge part of part of my life. So I explained, you know, what I go through. 
I explained how it affects my life and I was reaching out for help at that point. Um, I wanted to know that my partner would be with me, that they'll step beside me and that I have their support. I didn't have their support. They completely freaked out. And the response was enough for me to go, yeah, this isn't healthy for me. I need to leave. And as I was still trying to juggle that decision, I believe he realized I was making that decision. And he threatened to harm himself if I left. And by harm himself, I mean he threatened his life. And that was enough to rock my world. It, it shocked me. I was horrified. I was horrified. I didn't even know what to say the first time. I just kind of sat there. That was the beginning of my panic attacks. I never had one before then. That was the beginning of my anxiety. I never had really, I never really had issues with it before then. My panic and anxiety attacks hit so hard that when they do hit me, and they do hit me daily, I really can't function for the rest of the day. It's that bad. It's been two years, and I'm still suffering. I still go through at least three attacks a day. On a good day, I'll have maybe one. I've never had a day since then that I haven't had a panic attack or an anxiety attack. Now, the first time um, the threat was made, I didn't do anything. I didn't tell anyone. I just kept it to myself. But the third time, I reached out. And the people I reached out to downplayed it completely. To my face, they kind of laughed and went, oh, no, he's just joking. Oh, no, he's just being funny. Um, he doesn't actually mean it. You know, he's just being a little dick. Don't worry about it. And I just, I just stared. These are people that knew him for basically his entire life. So I figured, hey, they've known him far longer than I've known him. Maybe I'm wrong. And then he made the threat again, which sent me back into a spiral of attacks. My anxiety attacks, anxiety attacks, excuse me, got far worse. I was afraid of reaching out to anyone else because I didn't want to be downplayed again. I kept thinking, did I do something wrong? Was I wrong in wanting to leave? It made me regret reaching out in the first place, and it made me feel utterly alone. I didn't know what to do. And it wasn't until an outside source, basically the person who's now my girlfriend, um, she reached out and was talking to me and realized something was wrong, and she pretty much busted her way through my walls and told me, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hide from me. Let me know what's going on. Tell me, tell me everything. So I did. And she immediately said, you did nothing wrong. 
this is not your fault. And it wasn't until she told me that I realized, holy crap, it's not my fault. I felt like I was doing something wrong by trying to share my mental health experiences. And yeah, I understand that that could be scary. Someone tells you, you know, about the depression, about, you know, about what they go through through their with their depression. That's 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 some heavy stuff. But I didn't think it was a big deal to ask, hey, can you be there for me? Can I talk to you sometimes about this? Can you hold me? Can you let me know that I'm not alone? That you care? That you give a fuck? I wasn't aware that was such an issue. I wasn't aware that that was bad. Because according to his reactions... It was. And it took me basically up until this year before I stopped blaming myself. I kept thinking, what did I do wrong? How could I fix this? How could I do better? And my girlfriend pretty much just... (laughs) She loved it into me to stop. And I do mean she loved it into me. Every day she told me, hey, I got you. Hey, I'm here. Hey, you're not alone. Hey, I'm by your side. Talk to me. Let me know what's wrong. I'm here for you. I am so grateful for that. That exactly is what I was looking for with my ex and it took me until now to be comfortable to actually talk to talk about it more um the reason I wanted to bring this up was because about a week ago I was speaking with some friends from high school and I kind of explained the emotional blackmail and their responses horrified me Every single one of my friends, there's about six there, six, seven people there. No, it was six. One had to leave. There's about six people there. And every single one of them have been through emotional blackmail or some type of mental, emotional, psychological trap from their partners. And all but one were still in that situation because they reached out and they were downplayed. That scares me. That scares me. My first thought was, how come no one talks about this? And they all kind of shrugged like, this is something something we just keep to ourselves. You know, we keep it within the house. So I kind of went to a couple of my cousins who are my age, and I asked them all the same thing. Have you been through this? All of them said yes. None of them have reached out. Or talked about it, or, or tried to get out of that situation. The responses were pretty much, I just kept it to myself. I didn't want to make it worse. I didn't want to rock the boat. And they all thought that they were in the wrong. That is a horrible, horrible issue. 
That is so scary. I am so grateful for being able to get out of that situation. But the fact that my friends and even family members are in that situation and haven't reached out or have reached out and were downplayed, that's scary. I'm really hoping anyone listening, if you've been through this type of situation or if you're in that situation, please reach out. If you reached out and you were downplayed, reach out again. Don't stop reaching out. There is someone who's going to listen. There is someone who's going to help you, who's going to grab your hand and pull you out. Please know that you're not alone. Because I thought I was for two years. I'm going to keep this one relatively short. Um, I'm going to try to do an episode a week, maybe. Maybe two. It really depends on my energy, actually. I'm going to try to do maybe one episode per week. Um, if you want to reach me and talk to me, um, I like reaching talk out to people. My Twitter handle is at Dan the Woman. D-A-N-T-H-E-W-O-A-M-A-N. Um, I love to speak to anyone about this. That's really cool. Like I said, I'm going to try to do maybe two episodes a week, possibly one. And, uh, I want to thank anyone who reached out and, and started to listen. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I will be on this more frequently than I was the last time. <laughs> thank you so much. Fair winds. <laughs>